Has anything ha- Oh, Molly, you haven't heard about I got a purse that's shaped like a chicken. Is it like the shoulder bag where it like is a white chicken with like a red gobble gobble and a Yeah. It's like fluffy. I got one. I ordered um, it a, I ordered it a month ago. Oh my God. Uh and I forgot that I had ordered it and um it was like coming from China. Like it was one of those like cheap sites, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it took forever to the point where I forgot. And then Emily's getting a bunch of stuff delivered at my apartment right now. So I went and just opened some packages this morning to see what was for her. And the I the the biggest gasp came out. I was so That's excited. Great. I can't wait to go strut my stuff with my chicken purse. With your chicken purse. My chicken purse. I So welcome to Tipsy Terror. This is a podcast about horror movies and drinking if you want to. <laughs> and uh, I'm Harish. I'm Zam. I'm Molly. And today uh, it's our first episode of February and Ooh. we've decided to do something special. <laughs> I'm sorry. I honestly thought we'd come up with a pun by now, but by the looks of everyone, we have not. I thought we were calling it. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to say Shyamalanuary. Shyamalanuary. <laughs> Shyamalanuary. Twenty-eight days in M Night Shyamalan. Oh, that's the one. That <laughs> that's the best one we can do, really. It's not. No, we can't keep that, guys. No. 28 days of M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> or just 28 days of M. Night. That was it. Yeah. That rolls. That rolls. 28 days of M. Night. Except there's only going to be four episodes. Yeah. And so it's so like it's four not days. Really, yeah, it's four, four days. Four days of M. Night. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will say, I'm not going to say what it is because we might not do the theme. We've got a killer theme name for march <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember it and so i can't wait to find out when we do it what it is wait, do you want us to tell you and you'll cut it out no i want to go i want to remember either organically or i'll figure i'll just hear it again for the just first it's like a subgenre of horror movies just know that okay and wait. uh can i say the pun that i wanted to do so if we weren't like we we wanted to do this for february but i thought about it and i was like it would have been great to do this in may because we could have done m night shamalon that was my <laughs> my killer pun that was the only one i could come up with yeah but we didn't we decided to do it this month we just couldn't fucking wait yeah and we started out with his first movie at least his first like big movie. I, I think on IMDb there's like before that. two before that, but I don't I don't know if we're, those we're, were. We're gonna be touching on some classics, the good ones. Can we say what movie we're doing? No. Yes, 
sense. Oh, can we? Yes, I thought the you said have we. Sense. We did the sixth sense. The big, the probably, probably the best one. I'm gonna assume. Like I was talking earlier, and I've seen most of his movies, and honestly. I think this might be the best one. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who have not seen The Sixth Sense, do not listen to the rest of this episode because there are big spoilers yeah. about what happens during the movie The Sixth Sense that you might not have heard of because they're actually pretty hard to find yeah. unless you watch the movie. So a lot of people don't know about any of the spoilers in M. Night Shyamalan's movie. I mean, it's a very set. underrated movie that no one's seen. Well, to be fair, yeah. like I feel like actually not as many people have seen it as you think. Be- well, like as but many people like A lot of people age. also haven't even heard of it because really? it's so underground. What? Um, what? I thought you were being serious. Yeah, and that's why nobody knows the spoiler. That being said, guys, I just wanted to say, so I knew the famous line, I see dead people, but... Oh, the famous line. I did not know the actual <laughs> plot twist. No, I'm not doing it, but I did not know it until about two years ago or something. Like, I had I had avoided it. I had no idea what the plot twist was. And then I fucking read a BuzzFeed article that was like... 20 best plot twists and i was like oh i'm gonna know all these and then the ones that i didn't i would like cover the screen and scroll past but i fucking did i scrolled too far uh, and read the sixth sense one and i was like god damn it like i've gone (laughs) this long in life and had no idea what the twist was and so i will say viewing this knowing the twist i think is a different experience but we'll get into that but i'm fuck because this was my first time seeing it so i'm fucking pissed that i ruined it for myself i'm so sorry (laughs) It's okay. I kept making jokes about it throughout the film, and Molly and Haru should be like, what? No. What are you talking about? I, <laughs> what? We didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you just be like, wow, that was weird, right? I there think- would be times where I would start to think something or say something out loud for like the 30 minutes I was talking during our viewing experience, and um, then I'd be like, wait, Sam doesn't know the twist. Yeah. <laughs> Spoil it for her. No, I knew it. Yeah, it was. It's fine though. I've I've only seen this once before. I think I I've seen like parts of it on TV, but I've only seen it all the way through once. I think, and I also like knew the twist like way before I even. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Fight Club too. Right. I was kind of pissed about it, like in retrospect. Really? Guys, you wouldn't have been my friend in high school. Evidence, like, 1B. We've already had this conversation this week. <laughs> but for, like, three months, Fight Club was my favorite movie, and I'd watch it, like, every week. Fight I Club? Was really, I'm, like, not yeah. even joking. I really like Fight Club and Donnie Darko at the same time, and it definitely didn't shape my personality later. <laughs> I mean... I like, fine. I would have been your friend in high school. Fight Club was I one also of... I considered Fight, Fight Club, Club to be favorite. one of the best movies. Like I, I was like, oh, if I had a name, like, top five best movies of all time, I would have oh said Fight God. Club. My favorite oh my movies... God. I still like it, and I'm really... <laughs> scared of the right no i do too i read the book last year like i like i like the yeah i uh he's read it too yeah i i like the movie fight club that's not something to be ashamed of fight club's a good fucking movie since high school my favorite movies have been um in bruges eternal sunshine of the spotless mind and fight club but i don't i just don't tell people fight club Oh my god, you guys! <laughs> yeah, oh, Fight Club. Great. Fight Club's the reason I like David Fincher. Like that was it's my first movie. Fincher movie, and yeah. I was like, "This is fucking good." I also don't think the um like 
spoiling the twist for it like ruins it at no, all I, like I, for I, me it didn't I actually did not know the twist. Okay, so I didn't know really anything about Fight Club until I was dating this guy, and he was like, we got to watch Fight Club, because he was like, I can't believe you've never seen it. And he, I was like, oh, I barely know anything about it. And he purposely was like, do not look anything up. We are going to watch it next time we're together. And I'm glad he did, because, like, I fucking love that movie. Yeah. But that's oh this God. isn't Fight Club. But similar thing, similar vibe of the a lot of sense. people know the twist by now, but if you can keep yourself from knowing it, it's it's different right did you say if you you've seen this before but like did you say your experience with it younger um and then i had known this was before i saw it yeah okay okay. how did i avoid that (laughs) um so anyway last chance if you haven't seen this movie and somehow don't know the twist do not listen further yeah it's good i mean it's good either way but like I mean, it's probably a little bit more if surprising. Well, if I you... just my theory, my my feelings are: if you've made it this far, now is your sign. Right, go fucking watch it while you still can have yeah. the like pristine experience. Like, yeah. just do it. You you're listening to this podcast. Just watch the movie instead right now. Right, unless you're driving. <laughs> can I say this was? So okay, last chance, <laughs> and then right now, the kid. Haley Joel Osment and Bruce Willis are actually the same person and he's fighting himself. No, no, yeah. sorry, sorry, that's not it. The, the movie, it's, it's backwards and it's um, not chronological and he, 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 all the tattoos on his body. Yeah. And he has to figure it out. I've actually right. never seen that one, but I know Bruce what you're talking Willis to. Father. Bruce Willis um, is what? Bruce Willis is the kid's father. Is the kid's father. Yeah. <laughs> and also the dead people were all sleds the whole time or something people who haven't seen the movie aren't going to get to listen to that great joke because they would have tuned out by now well they'll come back to the podcast and hear it all (laughs) and the real twist molly do you want to say it no i already did is that bruce guess which one it is wait you have to guess which twist is (laughs) we're just gonna constantly be referring to it as the twist and never Okay, let's do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't, oh eventually, we're not going to be able to. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think we can. So, so, guys, we actually have to say the real one, but then say a couple, like, we have to bury the lead. Oh. So, the twist can't be the next twist we say or the last twist we say. But we have to have at least five more twists. So, we get shuffled in the second through fourth one. Oh, my God. <laughs> So wait, do we need to start firing stuff off or as we're talking are we going to sprinkle twists <laughs> that's a good idea let's see if we can do that um <laughs> i got a great article that i can refer to <laughs> from what is it a great i got a great buzzfeed article oh that my I god <laughs> did you find it yes you should use it for that okay um, 2000 wait no this one's from 2020 no i would have been older than that unless i did read one from 2020 but i would have known it by that 
Anyways, okay, so this so, movie is The Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense, yeah. So it's about this main character. We have our two main characters, Bruce Willis, who plays Malcolm Crow, and then Haley Joel Osment, who plays, um, what's the kid's name? Cole Spear or something. Spear, yeah. Not yeah. Spears, Spear. Spear. So at the very beginning, we learn that... <laughs> Bruce Willis Malcolm is a child psychologist that is so good that he gets an award from the city. He's real good. (laughs) Of Philadelphia, yeah. Um, But uh, he's like come back home with his wife and they're having their night and then... They're like celebrating him getting his award. Like they're having a good time. And then there's a home invader. (gasps) And, oh, okay. I want to first of all touch on... I thought that the scene where they find the glass where he's broken in yeah um the the moment before that is so cute like they're having a great night and you can like just tell how much they love each other because they're having like a really fun time and then like clearly they're about to like go have sex but they're like being funny about it and like taking off their clothes and like like their jackets and like throwing them to the side and being like ooh, right and it's really cute and then like you're like oh and then just immediately there's just this switch of like holy shit i'm scared because Mm -hmm. she like looks over and like her she changes and she's like looking at glass and like stuff knocked over and just as soon as you see that you're like fuck something yeah this is bad like this isn't just like a simple like oh they stole something like this isn't good yeah and there's a man standing in their bathroom who's donnie Wahlberg? donnie Wahlberg, but he looks like a mcfoil it oh god (laughs) very distracting does that imply that donnie Wahlberg? not in this movie looks like does not look like a mcfoil no do you know what know. he looks like in real life i don't know no i've never seen him he does What's not look like Wahlberg connection like donnie Wahlberg looks like a Wahlberg. like like he looks like how mark's brother would look but harish is right in that in this scene he does look like a mcfoil yeah. absolutely is it the frantic sweating i don't know, I don't know. the fact that he's standing in his underwear yeah, he also has like like light brown hair, but I did notice, and I think I also read this in the trivia, so maybe I was looking for it, but he has like a little um like like um blonde spot, just he like Haley Joel Osment does. Oh, he did. I pointed yeah. out Haley Joel's bo- blonde spot, but yeah. I didn't point. I she didn't pointed out that. the one on the kid, but um, McFoyle <laughs> also has one. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Donnie Wahlberg. That's what he looks. Yeah, like. he doesn't. He looks different in the movie. Oh, ew! Like he's like jacked too. Yeah, like. yeah. But anyway, he is like very stressed out. He basically explains that he was a patient of Malcolm's when he was younger, but like Malcolm, Malcolm couldn't help him. him. Um, yeah, Malcolm doesn't remember him and Malcolm couldn't help him and he's like freaking out and he's like clearly very distressed and what happens? Does he have the gun? Yeah, I think he brought it with him. Yeah, he has a gun and shoots Bruce Willis. Yeah, and then it like cuts and then it jumps forward to what we assume is like uh, like a a, few months maybe. A few months to a year in the future. yeah. Yeah, a while in the future. Um, but Bruce Willis seems fine now. Uh, and there's this kid. We're introduced to Haley Joel Osment, who is just this random kid, and he goes to wearing adorable glasses. Oh my god, the cutest little glasses! They're so big. 
adorable. Bruce Willis is like following him around and like clearly has interest in him. And then, I mean, quickly you kind of feel, I mean, it's now, you know that he's like helping the kid. Um, right. He's, he, he's the therapist. He's his therapist. He basically, basically, yeah, he meets this kid and then decides that he's going to help him out with his problems because this kid is having issues. They yeah. meet in a church. Yeah. And so the kid's weird, doesn't really want to talk to him. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie is, like, him trying to... To get the kid to tell him what's wrong. Yeah. And help him. Uh, And... But halfway through the movie, what does the kid reveal that is his problem? Well, we have, like... He reveals that he's Kaiser Soze. Yeah. And he's been Kaiser Soze the whole time. Right. (laughs) He, um... And he is, uh, is this... We get a few scenes of the kid being odd. I was going to say, aren't there, like, some scenes where he's there, kind of... Yeah, but, them? like, we don't really notice anything supernatural. He's just a weird... There's one... The only... The first scene, really, um, is when uh, the mom... He's getting ready for school and eating breakfast. And the mom um, is, like, cleaning stuff up. And she goes to the other room... And then when she comes back, all of the cabinets, cabinets in the kitchen are open. Are open. Um, and he kind of just casually takes the blame for it. Yeah, she was like, were you looking for something? And he's like, uh, Pop-Tarts? There's also one scene where Bruce Willis is sitting in the chair and they're playing that game where he like steps forward or backwards. But like either before or after they play the game, he's standing there talking and he like looks over to his left and like looks up and down like exactly the length of a body and like he just kind of looks and like holds for a minute and then he like turns his attention and like he brings up a topic but like when i was watching that i was like he's looking at a ghost right now like it's very if you're like yeah watching him doing it like you can see like he is definitely seeing something that we're not right so i thought that was cool but yeah there's there's only just hints like that nothing too direct and then one night him bruce comes up to talk to him to help him go to bed which by the way all through this bruce is just there for like every moment of this kid's life like they don't meet in an office they don't meet consistently at his house at a certain time yeah he just meets he just fucking shows up whenever sometimes it's at his house sometimes it's at school yeah they're walking down the street (laughs) um and so the kid's like in bed and Bruce like opens up to him and basically tells him that like the reason well, he's that's later on after after he after the party. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Okay, so then what happened? Um uh well, so <laughs> Malcolm, Bruce Willis's character is trying to get like this kid to open up. So like um at one point he meets him at his house, right? And they play this mind reading game um which Samantha mentioned. At first, you're like, "Oh, Bruce is reading this kid. He know he knows everything." Right? He's like, uh, "After your parents were divorced, um, I don't know." He says some. Your mom talked to a guy like me, but yeah. he didn't really help. So now you don't think I'm gonna help? And right, he gets some right, and then like, and the game is um, so uh, the kid doesn't want to do this session, and he's standing like a little distance from the chair, and uh, the game is, I'll try to guess what you're thinking, and then if I'm right, you step forward. If I'm wrong, you step back. And if you make it to the chair, we'll do the session. And if yeah. you uh, make it to the doorway, then you can leave. Yeah. Um. So he does some standard psychologist stuff, 
um and like brings him closer and then he's like one step away from the from the chair and uh malcolm notices that he has a watch on that's has the incorrect time and he's like uh, your dad gave you that watch before he died and the kid's like no no he left it in a drawer he forgot it in a drawer because it didn't work anymore right and so he wears it and sean spencer's this kid a little bit right yeah he looks like what i said he sean spencer's the kid right oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's what i thought you said um uh but and then his next thing is like another generic thing like you're really quiet at school but you've never had problems um and, and never like, gotten in trouble the kid steps back and it's like oh no no what does he say he drew a picture of a guy stabbing another guy with a screwdriver yeah yeah, yeah. Um, he's like they had a meeting and my mom cried so now i draw happy things like rainbows because you don't have meetings for rainbows right and then finally like he's like one step away from the doorway and he's like what am i thinking now and uh he's uh bruce willis says i don't know and so he walks away he's like i was actually thinking you're nice but you can't help me and then he leaves oh kid read him so this kid is very clearly disturbed um (laughs) uh drawing like very violent images at school um and uh uh also uh there there's the scene where bruce willis meets his wife at a restaurant yeah and he's like talking to her and she doesn't say anything he's like oh i'm sorry i'm late i have this whole case going on and then she doesn't say anything literally the whole time and then like a check comes and he goes to grab it but she grabs it first and like signs it and then she just kind of mumbles like happy anniversary and walks away so it it reads it like it feels like she's pissed at him because uh he was late and then it just kind of cuts right um so so bruce willis's whole thing is like his wife hates him now and uh they're like uh they don't really talk to each other and um he also is kind of suspicious that she's cheating on him which comes in later yeah um but then we get a scene of the kid at school in a history class (laughs) and the history teacher is explaining them like philadelphia very old city like we were in the whatever yeah and then he's like "Do, do you guys know what this school was before it was a school and kid he like Cole. raises his hand and then he's like they hung people here yeah <laughs> and then the teacher's like no you're wrong and he's like no they did <laughs> yeah. uh and like they kind of like get into it and then like he gets stressed because everyone starts staring at him and then he yells at the teacher for like staring at him yeah i don't like you staring at me and then somehow he has the information that the teacher used to get bullied in school for stuttering yeah so he starts calling him names about it stuttering stanley yeah yeah. and then like so of course the teacher gets like really pissed yeah Mm -hmm. and so he gets in a lot of trouble right and bruce willis shows up at the school (laughs) yeah and then bruce willis does this little magic trick thing (laughs) um which in the next scene it's the party scene um with the kid he's showing the magic trick to his friend and his kid this other kid's like i don't care it's stupid (laughs) oh yeah that's what he says it's stupid um but uh he's sitting on the stairs cole is sitting on the stairs and he notices a red balloon floating up 
and then he like goes up the stairs and at the top of the stairs there's this like little cupboard kind of area yeah it's like a little tiny door yeah um and he hears like we don't see that yet right but he's climbing the stairs and then he hears uh someone banging on the door and saying let me out Mm -hmm. let me out and he's it's like um he says something about master so Mm -hmm. maybe it's a slave yeah um and he's like let me out or else i'll like break through and like uh like break your bones or something like that and then it cuts to the other angle and shows us the door and the door is open Mm -hmm. and then some kids notice him uh just staring and they go and then "Mm, it's time to bully yeah and then cut to the mom hears like him screaming uh and she goes and runs up and the kids are just staring and he's banging from inside the little uh door um, and he's trying to get out and she tries to open it, but it's locked. And and then like all the parents and kids start coming up the stairs to see what's going on. And they all just kind of stop and like they're all like the parents are embracing their kids and they're just watching. Yeah. No one comes up to like fucking help her. They're not trying or, to help like, her. Or like trying to find the owner of the house and be like, where is there a key? They're all just standing there while she's panicking, trying to get her kid out. Yeah. And uh, uh, eventually he like stops shouting and then like gets silent and then it unlocks unlocks, yeah and then she opens it and he's in there um and we get a scene at the hospital where the m night (laughs) m night Shyamalan cameo as the doctor who explains that like i forget exactly what he explained but they thought that he had like had a seizure and he was like no he's fine yeah he didn't have a seizure but There's no reason, but we did find like scratches, so you need to talk to these like child yeah, people. procedural questions. Like the nurse needs to ask procedural questions, and of course, Bruce Willis is there, Just standing naturally, there. Um, <laughs> and he goes into the room to talk to the kid, and this is the famous scene, right? Yeah. So the kid like tells him like, "Hey, tell me a bedtime story or something." And so he, Bruce Willis ends up telling him the story of how Bruce Willis got there. Yeah. And he like basically opens up and is like, I didn't help a patient correctly. And it's the only thing I can think about now. And you remind me of that patient. So if I, well, he doesn't directly say it, but I mean, the kid knows he's saying. Yeah. And so if I help you, then I can like make it right. Right. And so the kid decides, to, which is way too, too much sharing for your <laughs> child patient. Right. <laughs> That's traumatizing. Um, but then, so the kid's like, okay, I'm going to tell you my secret now. And then he says the freaking, he says the freaking line. He says, I, I see dead people. Can you hear that? Yeah. It's very quiet. I see dead people. And then you're like, what? What? He sees dead people. What? Dead people? That's not possible. No, 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 no. It's and a good question, Bert. <laughs> That's that the, the mom was actually the motel owner yes. the whole time. Right. And yeah, and that's why the kid goes around killing people. Exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> and those are the dead people that he's seeing. Yep. <laughs> are the people he kills. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Bruce Willis is like, okay, now we're going somewhere. The kid sees dead people. He like has a tape recorder and he talks about like maybe it's some sort of schizophrenia or yeah, something. Yeah, like a adult, young adult. And then now we get to actually see the ghosts. 
which um so at, before this point i was like yeah i mean i wanted to call this a horror film but i guess it's not it's more just like of a tense like psychological thriller drama thing right and i was like it's not really scary i mean there was some very tense moments and yeah. scary moments but then you start seeing the ghosts and i was like okay this, this is a horror film now it's a horror yeah so the mom takes the kid home and like puts him to bed but she notices he has scratches on his back and like scratches through his sweater um so she like threatens the other kid's mom basically yeah. um but anyway she goes to bed and cole wakes up in the middle of the night and has to go to the bathroom and he's clearly scared mm-hmm but and then like when he's peeing a ghost passes behind or something passes behind him a woman in a pink yeah. robe and so he follows her and he's clearly scared and then the woman is like in the in the um kitchen kitchen and she's facing away from him and then like he's like oh mom and she turns around and it's not his mom and i guess there should be a content warning on this because this is like a lot yeah um but like she's mad and you she's been like like hit like her eye is black she's and been she's abused got by bruises her husband, on her yeah. and she's like screaming and then she like shows her like wrists and there's like like cuts on them and she's like you did this to me malcolm like you're you're mean yeah. to me you did this and so the kid like runs away and goes and hides in this like red tent that he has right. that i guess is like his protection and he has a bunch of little like jesus's like, statues yeah religious statues into which i pointed out can you imagine having a kid and you walk into their room and like oh let's go see like in their tent they're playing and you go in and they're just sitting there surrounded by a bunch of jesus statues yeah that would be unsettling so fun fun molly haynes fact um when i was in first grade I took my nativity Jesus to school with me and uh-huh. kept him in my desk for like months and months and months just to like have him there with me. And like, I didn't, grow, I didn't grow up religious. I don't believe in that. And I wasn't like raised religious. Right. I just took him because it was like little baby Jesus. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun. And I like eventually it had been like months and months and months. And so eventually I put him back like, in storage or wherever he belonged and like my mom never found out until we talked about it like later i was like remember when i took jesus to school (laughs) (laughs) excuse me what (laughs) it's like yeah we went to school and uh put him in my desk (laughs) okay (laughs) fucking weird i wonder if your teacher ever found that (laughs) yeah i'm lucky i didn't lose it we have like should have been pissed you can like a miracle it's a you know what maybe god is real because it's a miracle i didn't lose it like there was like 120 percent odds i was gonna lose that jesus toy was it tiny what was it tiny it's like it's like it's smaller than a baby um (laughs) i'd hope (laughs) about like an inch okay okay like yeah thing. like a tiny little i gotta nativity. think at some point your teacher did desk checks because that's gotta be like a secret standard thing that they have to do and i could have swallowed it they they probably could have like well no not with you in the room like if you y'all were like at recess or something they no, probably no. i was just saying in terms of size like i was no, going oh on. okay okay and they like she probably opened your desk at some point and was like what okay <laughs> just like <moved> <laughs> it's you know what i be weird as i was um i was not the kid who kept a little um pencil case full of skin pickings oh, in my god 
I believe so, that's oof. something that happened. Oof, <laughs> yeah, yikes. I was the scab eater. It was, and I saw it happen. Cool. Um, Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we get some other ghosts. Like, uh, he has a play that Bruce Willis is at, of course. Um, and uh, after the play, they're in the hallway, and we actually get to see the hanging people that he was talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Molly's favorite one, which she, which she missed. Oh, I missed it. Yeah. I'm so mad. I was like dealing with something, and um, my favorite one is like back at the house, right? Yeah. These two boys are like, "Hey, like, let me show you my dad's gun or something like that," and they're like walking. It's just one boy. What? Well, no, I thought it was two. Is it? Just no, one? It's, no, it's just, it's just one. one boy talking to um Cole. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, I don't. Well, I missed it, and I don't remember it that well. But he's like talking about. Is he's talking about his dad's gun, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you like the. He like walks in a way where you see like the back of his head come into frame. Yeah, and it's like blown out because it was one of those he accidentally shot himself with his dad's gun. Right, kind of thing. right. It's super fucked up. That one. Um. Well, like that one, like really, really fucked me up. Yeah. When I was and saw that movie. Yeah, right. the deaths that happen in this house are terrifying. Well, Horrifying, right? Also, yeah, but also, also... did they happen in the house? I don't think they... Oh, I guess yeah. they didn't have to, yeah. I, I don't point. think they didn't have to because the girl later on. But also, like, it seems like these people were taking him... Like, the woman in the kitchen was familiar with being in the kitchen, so she probably died there. And then this kid was taking him to show where the gun was. So I don't know. Those ones feel like they could have both died there. Yeah. But then like the little girl didn't. Yeah. Um, we also get a scene where the mom like is cleaning the house and like, uh, she finds like his weird, like writings, whatever. Um, but also like later she confronts him about this bumblebee pendant, um, that was her mother's. Yeah. Um, and like she found it in his desk and he like won't admit to stealing it and she gets like pissed off. Mm-hmm. Um, but that comes in later. Um, but then finally, uh, uh, he talks to Bruce Willis again and uh, I forget exactly what it is, but Bruce Willis decides to go back and listen to, oh, okay. So here's what happens. Like we get a scene of Bruce Willis's wife who works at an antique store and she's mm-hmm. selling like an engagement ring to this couple. And then, uh, she has another man who works there and, uh, she gives him a gift Oh, this was after we had overheard them talking before from right. the basement. Right. Um, but she gives him a gift and it's like a special edition book or something. And then they like hug each other and then they lean in to kiss. And then there's a crash at the door. Um, and like the glass on the door has been cracked. Yeah. And uh, they look around and they don't notice anyone. But we see uh, Bruce Willis like walking away like really angrily. Um, and then he goes to the kid and he's like, I can't be your psychologist any- or psychiatrist anymore because uh, I have to <laughs> get back with my wife because she's probably she's cheating, cheating on, on me. me. <laughs> um, and the kid's like, please, please, you can help me. You're close to helping me or something like that. 
Um, but this prompts uh, Bruce Willis, Malcolm Crow, to go and listen to his old file on Vincent Gray, yeah. who was the kid that he failed, who shot him. Um, and he finds the tape, and he's listening to it. Uh, and then, like, he... He turns up the volume during a silent space. Well, uh, at the beginning of the tape, he says that he noti- he sa- says something about, oh, it's cold in here. Yeah. So, like, that was one of the signs that um, cold told him was the signs that ghosts are around. Um, but then later on, he, like, hears, he, like, leaves to go um, pick up a phone or something on the tape. Um, and he listens really closely and raises the volume and he hears the voice of the ghost. It's like speaking in Spanish or something. Yeah. Um, uh, it's saying, uh, yo, I had it written down. Yo no quiero morir, which means I I don't don't want to die. I don't want to die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he goes and meets the kid again and he's like, uh, he finally believes that the kid's actually seeing dead people. Yeah. And he tells Cole, um, maybe you should just listen to the ghosts mm-hmm. and maybe they're not trying to hurt you. And Cole's afraid. He's like, what if they're, how do you know they're not just going to try to hurt me? And he's like, I don't know. You just have to trust. <laughs> um, uh, so. Cole's uh, had this girl show up at his house. Yeah. And she, like, was, like, she, she like, he feels one coming and he steals himself away in the tent. But then the tent, like, kind of rips up a little bit. And he looks down and there's this girl and she looks dead and she, like, She's vomits. She's throwing up, yeah. And it's gross. So then, uh. Yeah, first runs away and he's scared. Yeah. But then he, like, remembers and then he decides to come back. Yeah. And so then he ends up getting, finding out and, like, going to her funeral. Yeah. And he finds her at the funeral and she gives him a box and he, right. she asks it's him. It's creepy. Like he goes into her room and yeah. he's like looking around and he takes one of her toys. And then she grabs his leg. <laughs> from under. Yeah. It's a nice little jump scare. Yeah. And so she gives him this box and so he brings it to her dad and he was like, she wants you to know the truth here. And the dad opens the box and there's a VHS. And so he plays it. And he sees that she had been like in bed or in her bedroom, like recording a little puppet play. And then she hears somebody coming. So she scoots the puppet stuff away and gets in bed. And it's her mom and her mom's there to feed her. Yeah. And what her mom doesn't know that she's being recorded. And we see her put like cleaner, pine pine salt type stuff into her food. And she's Munchausen by freaking proxy, bro. Yeah. My favorite mental illness portrayed in film. Yeah. yeah, and so that's ultimately what killed her was getting right. poisoned over time. And it's also like hinted at at the beginning uh, when they go into the funeral. Like people in the background are talking, and like someone mentions, "I hear the younger ones getting sick now too." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, so like clearly, she's moved on to the younger since the other one died. Right. And so, um, so the dad finds out, and it's like this big dramatic moment. Yeah. Uh. And then, like, he gives something, he gives something from the girl's room to her sister. Yeah, as, like, a closure-type moment. Tells her, yeah, like, she was taking care of her or something. Um, And so now he's, like, cool with ghosts. Yeah, he's chill. He's fine. He's got confidence. 
He's big shot in school right. now. And now he's the King Arthur in the play. He's the lead of the school play. <laughs> um, and we see him before the play happens. Like he's interacting with... Um, He's just talking to an older woman. Yeah, and she's helping him. And then, like, she goes to walk away when the teacher walks in and you see, like, burn marks on her face. So, like, she's been dead. Yeah. And as they're, the teacher's like, all right, come on, it's your time to go on the stage. And as they're walking up, the teacher, like, morbidly brings up, did you know this part of the school had a fire and they had to rebuild it? Right. And the kid's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, he, the teacher asks him, who are you talking to? And he's like, oh, I was just practicing my lines. Yeah. But then we watch the play and it's the King Arthur, the sword and the stone where um, we watch the end of it. And it's like, oh, uh, who will like be able to take the sword out of the stone? And they're like, get the stable boy. And it's King Arthur. Um, And then he walks up and pulls the sword out, but he doesn't say any lines. So So what lines lines was he practicing? (laughs) But. After the play, he talks to Bruce Willis because, of course, Bruce Willis is his biggest fan and comes to all of his plays. Uh huh. They're best friends. And oh wait, um, my favorite shot, um, of this whole movie came in a play before, where the play is starting and um, it cuts to every single oh, parent yeah. and audience whipping out these like enormous VHS cameras at the same time. Right. And it's just a short <laughs> moment, but it's such a good bit. That's like a that moment feels like it belongs in donnie darko for some reason yeah. yep, yep yep i yep. can't explain it but it just right. feels like it should it's be just in that like movie. A, a very subtle joke yeah. but it's like hilarious and then Can there was yes so little and now i'm ready to receive um oh tom i did it it was my fault i did that um there was another like later in that scene when Bruce Bruce Willis is talking to uh Tom he's messing with my audio so I can't hear um uh Bruce Willis is talking to the kid and the kid's like oh that play sucked didn't it and Bruce Willis is like it was better than cats <laughs> 10 times better joke now <laughs> yeah which is a really funny joke now <laughs> i'm sure it was a funny joke then too but it's a funny joke. years ahead of his time <laughs> yeah he did not have to like know that right um so yeah anyway uh after the king arthur play um they're talking and uh cole tells um malcolm that uh he should if he wants to talk to his wife he should talk to her when she's sleeping um, and then she won't be able to like not listen or something like that. Um, and he also says, uh, this is going to be the last time we're going to see each other. Right. And uh, Bruce Willis is like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I, it seems like you're okay. Basically is what he's saying. Uh, and the kid's like, can we at least pretend um, that we're going to see each other tomorrow? Oh, it's so sweet yeah um and they're like yeah uh and then cole finally tells his mom about what's going on stop stop because sorry the whole time she's been like really frustrated because he's not talking to her um and he won't tell her and she just wants to help him she's like a really great mom also did we mention who the actress is oh no it's tony collette yeah and she's 
god. I don't oh want to say god. unrecognizable, but if you're not paying attention to the credits and see her name come up first, and you're watching the movie, you'd spend the like first ten minutes seeing her being like, "Who the fuck is that?" Right. Like. Um, yeah and she's so good and she's such a good mom and she just really cares about him and she's trying really fucking hard yeah and, and the like twist is that tony collette's mom was in this cult yeah that was like all about trying to get boys to be like demons. right and that's the King whole Paymon. plot of the movie and then yep. you find out in the big twist that the demon is the boy right and it's shocking and Tony Collette's there. Yeah. <laughs> she crawls on a wall. And she sets a guy on fire. Um, she saws her own head off. It's gnarly. <laughs> um so yeah, she's great. And so at like after the play, like I think it's like the next day or something. I think it's yeah, it just, she's taking him back, yeah. maybe. There's a there's a car accident and they're stuck in standstill traffic and she's sitting there and she's like are you mad because I didn't go to your play? Like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I have to work two jobs for us to like, you know, make it. Um, like, I know it was a big deal to you. I'm, I'm just like, you know, like, don't be mad at me. And like, he finally like, Oh, he's like, I'm ready to communicate to you now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like he says exactly. Cause I was like, what a nice way to phrase that. Um, that's such a therapist way to like phrase or like a, like uh stereotypically like you know right so he opens up to his mom and he's like i see ghosts because i know that up there there's a dead lady and she's like how do you know that and he's can you see it and she's like he, she's standing or he's like she's standing right outside my window and she's like you're freaking me the fuck out yeah and he's like do you think i'm a freak and she's like no i would never she does that several times in the movie and it's so sweet she's like yeah. look at my face I'm not, I don't think, like, she always makes sure he, like, looks to be, like, she's, like, I'm not fucking lying to yeah. you. Um, but then, so she's freaked out, and then he starts talking about his grandma, and he starts and saying things pendant. that, like, he wouldn't know unless he could talk to her. He He's, like, <laughs> she came to your dance. Yeah. Um, because apparently they had a fight, and um, right before the mom's dance recital, and she, like wasn't sure whether the mom yeah. her mom had watched her dance and then she, he tells her that the grandma says that she's proud of her every day because that was like the thing that tony collette asked her at her the grandma's grave or whatever yeah and she like breaks down and cries and the kid's like i love you mom and they yeah. like cry in the car and it's just so sweet yeah I, it's really I, great scene. i seriously almost started crying watching that like yeah. i had tears in my eyes yeah it, i teared up it was really really good and sweet but the movie's not over yet because <laughs> there's 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 another scene yeah where there's um bruce willis goes home and, and his wife is asleep watching their wedding, wedding tape video. yeah which we've seen playing before and then she's like holding something and it drops well she says he like starts to talk to her and she's like why why uh, malcolm and he's like, why what? And she's like, why did you leave me? And then yeah. she drops something. And then he he sees the thing. And then he looks around. He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's his ring. She's been w holding his ring the whole time. And she she says her final word. <laughs> um, uh, fuck, what's the word? Rose, Rosebud. Rosebud. <laughs> <laughs> As she drops the ring. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? Who's Rosebud? <laughs> 
So <laughs> he looks around. But he notices that he's not wearing his ring, and then he flashes back to the night, uh, and then, we you know, s- the big reveal. We see that, like... Are we gonna? We, obviously, we're gonna say what it. What yeah. It, yeah. We see that the bullet went through and he bled out really fast, and he he died. Like. Yeah, he's like. Feel, he was feeling positive. Fine. He's like, I feel fine. Like I'll I don't be fine. even feel it anymore. And then he fucking dies. Yeah. And then so like it flashes to him now, and he like turns around to his back, and it's covered in blood, mm-hmm. and like it kind of all comes rushing to him, and he's like, "Fuck, I'm dead." And then you see all those moments right. in the movie where he's rean re. re-, re- interacting jesus right. christ interacting with people and you realize like oh my god yeah and none of those scenes were they really she actually was sad that he wasn't yeah. there for her anniversary and so um he realizes like oh, i'm dead i'm, I'm dead the ghost people. yeah i was the dead people the whole time <laughs> and then so oh my god. he talks to her while she's sleeping and like says he loves her or some shit like that yeah and then the and end. he's like, you were never second. And then yeah. she like responds to him like while she's sleeping. And then he, what happens? He just disappears. He's just into the light. Yeah. And then the final shot is uh, a shot of their wedding video and they're kissing. And then it says written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Honestly, yep. like I get, cause like him, that twist is obviously like, the that's like that set the precedent for like m night's movies like yeah. you're always gonna get that last final scene twist or something right. like that um it's just very like stereotypical now and like so it it's good that, that was in there and i like that choice but i will say that as the emotional ending instead of the Haley joel osmond mom moment yeah. like i would that to me was the the more emotional ending. right I and agree. i see his thing was more of just kind of like an end tag but it does last for long enough to where i was like but i miss when i was with the right. kid and his mom because yeah. like that that's it's where also because like you don't felt, really fucking care about his I don't care. love life like yeah i get that he's clearly upset and like his motivation <laughs> in helping the kid is that he's so caught up on that other case that he his marriage is falling apart and that's why he wants to do all this but like I don't really care. Like, I feel yeah. bad for his wife, but I care about the kid way more. <laughs> right. And also, the other scene is a lot more, like, dramatic. And, like, yeah. the way that it plays out is, like, really well done. Versus this is your normal, I love you, and, yeah. like, I'll be happy for you, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I like it, and I get why it, it had to be the last one. But I was just right. like, I, my my story ended with the kid <laughs> and his mom in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i do want to say i i there are a lot of m night movies that i really like we're doing i've the, i've seen the next two that we're doing and i really like both of those i've seen some that i fucking hate and i know that some of them are not good yeah and i know that the likelihood of a really really good movie of his is like kind of slim but this is like this is a really fucking good movie. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. my god, it's really it was good. Like, I think it was nominated for like best screenplay, maybe. It probably it, was, sh- it, it should be. Anything that year? I don't know. Tony Collette should have won a fucking award. She should have. Yeah. She was fucking great. Haley Joel Osment was fucking good too. He there were scenes where he was crying. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, he this kid's got it. He was so good. And like, yeah. there was this one scene where I'm sure it just was like more of like a they added the look to him, but. I think it's the scene where he 
sees that girl or something. Yeah. But his eyes, like, because he's tired. He's been very tired and he can tell. But also, like, the area below his eyes, like, it's, you know, when your face gets super red when you've been crying and, like, rubbing your eyes? His mm-hmm. face looked like that. And I was like, geez, like, they did a good job showing, like, how upset and distressed this child is. Like, he just looks tired and, like, he's just going through it, you know? It's just, like, what a person looks like when they're, yeah. like, not tip, like, top notch, you know? But he did such a good job. Did he got have- nominated, but didn't win any Academy right. Awards that year for Best Picture, Best Director, Original Screenplay. Supporting actor for Haley Joel Osment. Oh, nice. Supporting actress for Tony Collette. Yes. And then editing. Yeah. Honestly, it deserves those fucking nominations. And what won that year was American Beauty and Kevin Spacey. Oh, okay. I was oh, wondering what no. year that was. I didn't know what year this came out. If we're talking about movies we really liked in high school, this is the one I left out when I really liked Fight Club and Donnie Darko. Um, American Beauty was my favorite movie for like yeah. a couple of years. I didn't watch American it's Beauty until college, and I like it. I I liked the movie. It's a really good movie. What the fuck? To add insult to injury, Kevin Spacey was my favorite actor. I don't know if you knew this. He was yeah. mine for, I think, yeah, I, when for that. early college years, yeah. yeah I really was. liked him. And then it was to the point where he was my favorite actor. That in 2017, when I moved into my first apartment and I set up um, my water bill, or my electric bill or whatever it was, they ask you a security question. And the one I picked was, what's your favorite actor? Oh, no. And what happened is I said, Kevin Spacey. Oh, no. <laughs> and then in October, I had to call my electric company and be like, can I change my security question? Because it was in 2017 yeah. when like, that first like, story first broke. Okay. Oh, pain. Um, I'm so mad. <laughs> Fuck you, Kevin Spacey. I'm, te- I'm like texting my roommate right now. This that horrible bosses was one of my favorite fucking comedies in the world i i know every goddamn line to that movie i have it on dvd i love it i can't fucking bring myself to watch it anymore like it is ruined for me forever which sucks because the scene where charlie day sings that's not my name when he's high on cocaine (laughs) replays in my mind like all the time because it's like top-notch funniest scenes in a movie ever yeah ruined for me Thanks, Kevin Spacey. Anyways, move on. So, hey, well, fuck you, Kevin Spacey. Just and that's a standing position on this podcast. <laughs> we might not say it every episode, but, but we... every episode we're thinking it. Fuck you, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> I'm not your dick in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to mention, so this came out in 1999, and I'm looking at the Academy Awards for that year. Um, you know what else came out that year? The Matrix. I knew that, yeah. Fight Club. Oh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Big year. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Austin Powers: The Sky, <laughs> The Spy Who Shagged Me, <laughs> and um, Magnolia also came out that year. Holy Toy shit. Story Two. None of those movies that I named were nominated for Best Picture. But Six Sense was. But Six Sense was. Good, good for it. It deserves it, and I mean yeah. that. This movie is so fucking good. No, I wait. Am, no, uh, well, yeah, yeah. I'm Never blown mind. out of the wa- out of the water, man. I just, it's a really good movie. I, I get the hype. I get it. <laughs> right. I think I was expecting like good, but not amazing. Like Unbreakable is good. It's like a good movie and I, I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't call it like the best movie I've ever seen. Yeah. And I was expecting this to be like that. Because, right. you know, plot twist with Bruce Willis, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. I was like, same movie. Right. Not. <laughs> My problem with uh, Unbreakable is 
I I think I cannot take it as seriously as the movie takes itself. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And a lot of people like that the movie takes itself seriously and it's not like a cartoony, you know, superhero movie. But like when I watch that movie, I just can't (laughs) get into it enough to where I, I buy into that. Whereas with this movie, like it is very dramatic and it's really good and it like pulls you in. It's tense. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one of the things I love about this movie. Good, good dramatic use of ghosts. They're not used for like cheap thrills or anything. Like they're, 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 if I, if you saw a ghost in real life, like that's how horrifying I feel like it would be if they were like this kind of ghost where they're kind of like stuck in a loop, unless you're a child therapist and then you don't deal with living your death over and over again. There's some magical purgatory realm that child therapists get to go to instead (laughs) i don't know um well he did say in his speech that they don't know that they're dead which okay and then he says that they go around doing their daily lives or whatever he says that he's like they go about their lives they don't know they're dead and then i'm like but why does every ghost we see then yeah basically live in a loop of their death like what's what what i think that's like if you live a violent death, is that it? And then if you live a non-violent... No, because his death was violent. Maybe it's just like... um, I don't know. That's like a stressful... Cause, so the thing with the th- color red in this, um, if you notice that the color red only shows up in specific scenes and it's like the idea is that whenever there's something red in the shot, the like ghost world is coming into the real world. Um, so anytime there's something red, mm-hmm. there's something ghostly going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, I guess he should probably see more just like normal, like non-threatening ghosts not going through trauma. But also like it makes sense if they're like, um, uh, this is like the most emotional moment in my life. And that's why it gets that he gets to see those you know what i mean i one time read this book where uh like it was talking about ghosts and it was talking about one of the theories of ghosts is that um uh it it, like was talking about like if a man um if like there's a guy like uh going to meet like his girlfriend or whatever this girl that he's like deeply in love with him with at the top of the hill He's like going down a hill and at the top of the hill, he sees her for the first time and he has like that emotional reaction and that like causes an imprint on that spot of his emotions. And so like ghosts are like imprints of trauma, basically. That's a, that's a, um, Junji Ito story kind of too. He's like people start like freezing in place and they like turn into like scarecrow poses and everyone's like what's going on with these people and like the, it just it like catches on and it becomes like they consider it like a disease like they don't know how you get it and if you go near it near somebody they're like oh you'll catch it and then you'll freeze too yeah. and they don't know why people are doing that and then they find out that these people are freezing in places of like great trauma and they're they're frozen oh, wow. there and then they die like they all like starve to death and oh, stuff God. and it's like stuff that's like like usually i think it's all bad stuff that happened that they did and this is like kind of their punishment for it but like it's like a great story but yeah it's like so like they're forced to like 
freeze in place right so that would make sense for like ghosts yeah i think like when they come into the real world is whenever they're dramatic because like the only time bruce willis can actually affect the real world um because like if he doesn't like interact with anything there is one part where he like circles something in a book um which okay we're gonna ignore that for now but the other time is like when he breaks the glass on the door when he sees that his wife is about to kiss this other man yeah it's an emotional moment for him yeah um and then uh the other thing is when he's listening to the like tape and he turns the volume up like he's actually using the recorder yeah yeah but also i mean yeah a few things don't like line up well, with it but also up, like that's a big moment for him i guess because like he's like and heightened and figuring stuff out so maybe maybe the reason that um uh Haley joel osment sees bruce willis when he's like normal is because on bruce willis's end he is has this connection with this kid and yeah. is also tied to the way he died yeah, that's because true, like that's he true. wants to save this kid and maybe that'll help him move <laughs> past the the like he he like right before he died he had like an incomplete thing in his life yeah and he has to fix that unfinished business right i don't know yeah i mean it's good there's like little details like that where i'm like hmm, but that's like you're just trying to be nitpicky at that point yeah this is just a really fun move like not fun it's dark but like it's fun in the sense of <gasps> what a right. good plot twist and even if there were no ghosts like if you took out all the ghosts it's still like a good story of a kid like like struggling ha- fixing his relationship with his mom yeah. who's also like struggling and stuff it's it's just good i mean like there's a whole like good emotional arc to it thanks m night <laughs> yeah um there are moments where i'm like i kind of what sam was saying like is it a horror movie is it more of an emotional movie um the answer is yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> It does it all, and it does it. It does it all both well, you know. Yeah. Um. Like it's never like at least what I felt. It's never cheesy when there's like ghost stuff happening. Right. Like it all feels very like real, and that like whole fear and anxiety of it is emotional. Yeah. But then it's also realistic that as he becomes more comfortable with it, like it becomes less scary to him, and he gets like emotionally stronger, like through therapy. I thought that yeah. that arc is really well done and realistic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it does have that bigger kind of allegory about like therapy and like getting comfortable with your feelings and like learning how to deal with like trauma and fear and right. sadness and grief and all of that. Yeah. And how it like ultimately, like what you were saying, Harish does like impact your relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's a super like emotionally based film. Like, I feel like so many people kind of going into the sixth sense are like, ooh, it's about ghosts. Right. Yeah, it's ghosts not. Right. But so much of the ghost movies, like when they're done well, are tied up like in the traumatic and like grief elements of like death and being a ghost. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, right. it's, it's more about, about, it's definitely a lot more about trauma than it is really. And it's not even like, we don't see the ghost for like for sure until he does his i see dead people speech so like you don't even like if you're watching it blind for the first half of the movie like i wouldn't blame anyone who uh like assumes either the kid's possessed or the kid has like mental problems like he's not doing okay yeah um 
and yeah because like it doesn't it doesn't like try to make you think it's a ghost until he actually admits that he sees ghosts and then we're like oh okay the kid isn't lying so i had to do a yawn there um but yeah it's i don't know this is i i really like this movie and i feel like this is gonna definitely go into my rewatch it not like every year or something but i will rewatch this movie yeah. uh, every few at least every few years like this is a definitely like in the roster now i really liked this movie <laughs> yeah um so uh should we go into segments yes yes what would... does this movie oh go ahead go ahead sorry oh we should do the acting award first fuck everyone in this movie is great this is yeah. jared yeah, i don't yeah, know yeah, how i'm gonna yeah. give it to I'm gonna give it to Haley Joel Osment. I'm yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a kid and he's amazing. I want to give like part of me wants to give it to Tony Collette because she does give like what in, in my opinion is a very Oscar winning performance. Right. Um. Yeah, but too. he like fucking knocks it out of the park, dude. Yeah. I couldn't act like that, and I'm an adult who's experienced trauma. He's the original Jacob Tremblay. He really is. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was just thinking about, just or when I was cooking dinner earlier, I was like, hey, you remember the movie Room? Yeah. <laughs> I guess wow. young child stars are on my mind. Yeah. And he's got those cute-ass glasses for only one scene, right. and then they disappear. So sad. Oh, my God. Kevin Spacey and Haley Joel Osment were in a movie together. What movie? Um... Pay it forward. Huh. Don't know Never that heard one. Of that. He's Wait, in Haley Joel Osment is in AI, that Steven Spielberg yeah. movie. Um but no, he's really great in this and he just he just does a really good job. Yeah. I just I feel so bad it. for him. And he's the cutest little motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. Like really couldn't have gone with better casting. He's so fucking adorable. Yeah. So you feel so bad. Yeah. And I, you know what? I'll say this. I'm glad to see Haley Joel Osment where he is now. He right. went from being this like cute little child star to now he's just like pops up in random shit. He's like, right. I'm Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> yeah. He's doing great. I hate that everyone always makes those jokes. Like, this is what Haley Joel Osment looks like now. Like, oh, 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 he got so ugly. And that's not true. He doesn't no, look ugly. He's great. I think he's like so fucking neat. Yeah. He's great. He's had a, such a cool career. Yeah. Like, right. like everyone always does that bit about how he was like a child star and he was like adorable like fuck off like shut the fuck up about Haley Joel Osment yeah, I know it's probably about Haley Joel Osment I'll knock your dick in the dirt he was <laughs> in um Silicon Valley Silicon Valley yeah. yeah for a minute and like he was great in that like, right. wasn't he playing him he wasn't playing himself no. but he was playing like he was like an investor or yeah something. yeah and he was he was funny as shit yeah I still need. We still need to finish we're that. We still, still have the last season to do. <laughs> um, but every time I see him and stuff, I'm always like, "Yeah, still got it, that guy. Like, he's good." Okay, so what would you do? <laughs> I don't know if this. Really? What? Let's do what would you do, but we're ghosts. We're ghosts. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, what would we be stuck doing? I don't know. Actually, I what, don't know where I was going with that. What if you were That's the kid? The only way I could see us in this movie, you mm. know, is if we're dead. If I was the kid, I'd probably handle it the same way he is. I wouldn't want to right. tell people about what I'm fucking dealing with. Yeah. Because uh, I would know that they're not going to fucking believe me. Um, I would. Well, so this kid's alone. Like, if it was like me experiencing it as a child, I would tell Emily about it. 
Yeah. She would. Yeah, she would have heard. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I. I don't think I would tell anyone. Uh, I'd probably, to be honest, just end up the older kid, Vincent. Really? Just, <laughs> yeah. like, traumatized? Just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, but you'd have Bruce Willis's ghost to help you through it. Yeah, I guess if Bruce Willis's ghost was my psychiatrist, <laughs> I could make make it through. <laughs> I don't know. Um, If it was happening now, I'd probably be like, hey, guys, check this out. <laughs> yeah. I, I could, I could, I have, like, the skills to cope with it. If this happened to me a kid, I would have crashed and burned. I'd be done. Yeah. No, no, no shot. Right. I, I think that this, I think that if like he had an experience like having Bruce Willis there though, I do feel like his character would have, cause him and his mom are like close yeah, and like they have problems, but it's like just because of tensions of their, both of their trauma. I yeah. do think that eventually over time he would tell or try to find a way to bring it up to her. Cause it's not like Bruce Willis helps him anyway. He does it himself anyways. Mm-hmm. He just gets the confidence to do it. And I do think that over time, like he would have gotten like, stressed out or scared to the point of being like i need to tell my mom because i know she's my only resource like it might have taken him a little longer yeah but uh he would have like i think he would have told her before i mean i feel like it would have gotten worse for him but he would have said something yeah before it got too bad and i feel like that would be me too like i would have been like okay i gotta fucking like i gotta find a way to prove this because like he he does it through proof like he doesn't just be like i see dead people yeah i mean he does but (laughs) not to his mom yeah (laughs) but and i guess we don't really have to worry about surviving because none of the characters really die no they just deal with trauma would you survive your trauma (laughs) would you uh, (laughs) would you cope with your trauma (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) um every time i think about something like that i stop yeah. And I'd quick pivot. <laughs> or I'll talk about it and I'll, I'll gauge that whoever I'm talking to like doesn't want to hear about it and I'll stop. <laughs> I get that. And yeah. Never talk about it again. Um You guys probably know too much about my life. That's fine. I'm fine no, with that. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going I'm going to start rolling back. <laughs> I won't allow it. I this is like the most Scorpio shit I've ever thought. I was driving to work like a month ago and I was thinking and I was like, oh my God, I've told my friends too much about my personal life. Like I have to start making cutbacks. Like, <laughs> I, I was like thinking about it. I was like, trim the loosens. My friends know me too well. Like, <laughs> and, I was, and then I was like thinking about that. I was like, wait, that's like not what healthy people think. Like, maybe I should stop. Also, like, cutting back doesn't change what people already know. So, like, might as well not bother. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to send you into a spiral. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, anyways, I've never had a feeling in my life. Oh my god, I literally sent Quinn a picture last night of me after I watched Howl's Moving Castle and I was like crying. <laughs> I bet Quinn was happy to see that. What? I said I bet Quinn was happy to see that. And then I texted him this morning Tom. and I was watching it again. Oh my god, my <laughs> Jeez. Tom, stop. Things are going great, you guys. I've never been better. <laughs> 
I spent like half an hour making a January mood board. I'm st oh my god, I'm doing it. I don't know when to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when to shut the fuck up. Oh hey, okay. the the self awareness you came through. <laughs> I want to see that mood board though. Not right now, but we'll go over that later. Okay, it's for a TikTok. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that makes me even more excited. Okay, we'll we'll cover that later. So there's no villain. We no, I would say this ranking. is a no. This is a no villain movie. So let's just rate it. What are we rating it out of? That down though, so we don't forget that we did that. Red, red items. <laughs> red items. Dead people. <laughs> Dead people. Yeah, that's good. How many dead people can you see? I can see one, and Sam can see three. How many dead people can you see? Harish said five and none are alive. <laughs> wow. Good job. Good song. Thank you. This is 1999, right? Okay. I can go first. Okay. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. <gasps> it's a great movie. What? Yeah. I think it deserves a 10 out of 10. It's good work. It's just great. It's like good horror and it's also emotional and it like well written and i think it works well even if you know the twist like you still are interested in the story so 10 out of 10 um i'll also i was i was a little nervous that you guys weren't gonna do it but i'm gonna because i wanted to do it i'm gonna give it a 10 out of 10 what? Uh, i i i mean i went on this earlier i freaking love this movie it's really good yeah. and like my whole um opinion on horror is like do whatever the fuck you want make it about whatever the fuck you want monsters you know sprinkle whatever kind of element in. i don't give a shit it can be terrifying it can be like a slow burn whatever i'm gonna appreciate it as long as it has like some sort of emotional core or message to it mm -hmm. if it's like if there's nothing like that to it then i won't consider it to be a good movie i might consider it to be a fun movie but mm -hmm. i won't consider it to be good and this mm -hmm. this is like a perfect example of like like this is like a core man like yeah. this is a solid like message and emotional center to it oh it's so fucking good yeah and it's got some scary parts there's yeah. even a jump scare in it so it's definitely a good horror film and it's it's horror i'm gonna go ahead and give it a 10 out of 10 i can see 10 what? dead people. yes what? 10 dead people is this a golden reel, you guys? We hit it. Yeah, we did it. The first golden reel of 2020, right? What a, what a good time. Yeah. 2021. 2021. 2021. Every, I would not expect that for this coming month's lineup for <laughs> all of them, but. What? You're joking. I might give it to, I don't know. We'll see. Split isn't a golden reel movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, sorry. Not to spoil the big twist. <laughs> <laughs> we would never um or will we um bum, bum, bum. Oh, i'm so excited this definitely deserves a golden reel it's so oh, good oh it's, it's really so good. good but yeah that's um our opinion on the sixth sense what being about perfect recommendations oh shit all right we need like a minute well yeah. i'll crank out um my personal favorite m night Shyamalan movie i know this is not everyone agrees with me, but I love The Village. That is That also has a lot of importance in the color red. I think it's a great movie. Um, I think it's like fucking dramatic as shit. And it scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Um, so that is... I just wanted to direct that one specifically because it's my favorite. Uh, 
not going to recommend any other M. Night Shyamalan movies because we'll might we'll talk go about over them some of them but later. i wanted to, i had to do that um, one because i also would equate that with this one really okay i haven't seen that one they're not the same in any way but in my mind they are uh <laughs> i would recommend um the ring Ooh, because that's creepy also kid. like yeah a creepy kid the parent trying to help the kid um it's pretty similar i mean like it's it's not as like emotional as this movie is but it also is like really good in its own way it's the ring is a phenomenal film yeah and anybody who says different or tries to hit you with like oh the japanese is better no shut the fuck up but the japanese one is also really good they're just equally good they're it's it's okay for them they're good in their own ways (laughs) we've thought over this if you listened in the past yeah can i can i cut in yeah the babadook oh yeah the babadook trauma oh, with really? a mom and a kid yeah Boom. i have a i don't like i don't love that movie really <gasps> it's really i i've seen that movie a lot i did do it for my class and it's like the one movie i just like couldn't make myself watch again i huh. love it i love it so I much just, i don't know what it is i think it's because i i don't know i don't know if we ever do the movie we can talk about yeah. i feel like um uh, that is a really really good rack for this movie yeah, I th- I think I liked it the first time I watched it, but then like the more the longer I like the longer after watching the movie, I like started to like it less and less. But then when I rewatched it, I was like, oh shit, I forgot how good this yeah. is. We went and saw it at Gateway, so, and when we were walking home, I was like, God, I fucking love that movie. Yeah, I feel like every time I rewatch it, I I like remember that it's better than I <laughs> remember it being. So that was I think that might be the only other one I came up with. So did you have more? I didn't have any other ones. That was my only. I mean, yeah, both Japanese and English ring, um, and, uh, um, yeah, that was the only one that I had. Hereditary, because <laughs> Tony Collette connection and also mother child drama. Yep. Nice. Molly, you got anything? Yeah, I think it's funny that you said Donnie Darko earlier because that's one of my recommendations. Yeah, yeah um, that does. I don't work. know why, just vibes. Yeah. It works. Straight vibes. Uh, if you want a really sad movie that's also about child ghosts, we did the orphanage for a oh. bonus episode. Oh my god, that's yeah. I recommend. Yeah. Yeah, it is that's a good that's a really good movie too. It's super fucked up. Very and sad. It, it 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 yeah. It it oh yeah. And that's one of the movies like I'm I'm glad I've seen it. I can never watch it again. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm I we were watching this uh um we're watching this bbc show show that's just about movie analysis and it's really awesome and he did one about horror movies or whatever and he's talking about sound and he brings up the orphanage and just shows a couple clips and as we were watching it i was like god damn it i really can't relive this right now i can't go through this that's a good rec though oh go ahead no i was just saying that was good go ahead my final recommendation will come as a shock to nobody is i wait hold on i have to make sure i get the year right i always i get it wrong every time Oh, perfect. It's a movie that came out two years before this one, also starring Bruce Willis, called The Jackal. And it is so fucking good. It's an action movie. And it's silly. And there's a scene where Bruce Willis is at a gay bar. And there's so many costume changes and wigs. And Jack Black is in this movie. And, (gasps) like, there's this scene at the end that's, like, inexplicably horny to me. And (laughs) it's so good. I, like... Well, can we please just watch it together sometime soon? Yeah. I want to happily watch this movie. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I've seen this movie alone like three times. <laughs> no, I'm saying we we're saying we would happily watch this. Go yeah. ahead. 
Oh, sorry. I was just I was talking so loud and so much. <laughs> um, it's so silly, and it's not what I would call a good movie. But will I watch it anytime? Yes. Yeah. It's so fun. It's so fun. Those are the best. Yeah. I have a. It is my favorite letterbox review I've done is of this movie. Now <laughs> we we have to watch this as soon as possible. It's yeah. Just fun. I Please, already I'm got it. Will you, will you get it on the Plex? Uh, it's he already, already got done. It since you've mentioned oh! it. Oh! Yeah. No way. He's just oh. like Santa. He can just make it fucking appear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, since starting the um, Rex, I came up with two more. Um, fuck, I can't remember one of them. All right. One of them is The Others with Nicole Kidman. Yes. That's a great oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of... It's not like... It's similar in the sense of like it's similar. If you've seen the movie, if you've seen you'll the understand movie, yeah, why. You'll but get it. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so fucking good. I've been dying to rewatch that movie. Um, you know what? That was my first horror movie. I watched really? that one with my mom when I was a kid. Oh um, wow! I don't think I knew the twist, but like we talked about it after. I remember like very vividly watching that with her, I and knew, it scared the shit out of me. I knew that it was based off of. Um, uh, turning, turning the screw, screw. Yeah. i knew it was based off of that and i had had to like become familiar with that for a class that i did but i didn't it's because it's like based off of that but it's different mm-hmm. and um i watched it i was in oa for my dorm like so it was like uh like three i worked a shift from like 3 a.m to 5 a.m and i watched it during that shift and i remember i watched it like on our computer and i was at, at work and i was just like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> like just me at like Four fifty a.m. Just being yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> I missed that job. I watched so many goddamn movies just in the middle of the fucking night. That was the best job ever. Um, nice. Fuck, I don't remember what the other one was. It was something to do with. Nope, it's gone. I lost it. It's gone was forever. Was it Die Hard? No, it should be though. No, Die it Hard was, is a great movie. It was Die Hard for the first time in December. Oh, it's so fucking good. You liked it. It was right? one of those movies that while I was watching it, I was like, this script is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Everything's happening exactly like it should for like good screenwriting. It's just a good story. Like yeah. Die Hard <laughs> deserves its hype. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I watched it like because my ther- fun fact, my therapist recommended that I watch Die Hard. And then <laughs> wow. I told her that I watched it. And she said, Wait, have you seen the other ones yet? And I was like, No. She's like, Let me know when you watch the other one. She was getting so excited. I've only this seen the first two. I've not seen a single movie I've recommended to her, but she <laughs> loves the Die Hard franchise. As she fucking should. Yeah. I haven't seen any of the other ones. I've, I've seen the second one. That's it. God, um, I yeah, just that hurts good. I've straight up lost that other one. I maybe I'll remember it later, but it's gone. Whatever, who cares? So uh, are we done? That's the podcast. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Are we gonna reveal what our next movie is? Sure, we can. We have Ooh. a special guest. We have a special guest. My my very good friend Sid Jordan will be coming on to talk about. Go Sam, go. What's the title? Oh, signs. I forgot. I can't signs. The Fucking oh signs. God. The Thanks six signs. <laughs> That's what I almost said. <laughs> signs. Another M. Night Shyamalan to continue 20... 28 Eight days of M. Night. Days of M. Night Shyamalan Nuary. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah right right? this is gonna be a great time i'm super excited i love this movie i haven't seen it oh molly you haven't seen it either right 
I haven't, but I know the big scenes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Do you I know, know the, the, twist. the big? Yeah, not the twist. twist. You know, just like the scenes that are iconic no, from that movie. No. The big twist is that the psychiatrist alien is dead the whole time. Yeah. There's actually not really a twist in Signs. It's just there is a twist. Oh, I there's guess there's a specific twist that I know. Okay, I guess there is one small, but. There's just a bunch of iconic, scary scenes in that. And there's one big one that I just, I can't wait to talk about. Anyways, we'll leave it. I don't want to say any more, but I'm so excited to have Sid on and I'm so fucking excited to watch Signs. Hell yeah. And you can follow me at Not A Credit Card and Everything. You can follow me at Save Our Shaggy on Everything. You can follow me at Midsummer Queen on Twitter and on Letterboxd, but I don't remember my at. I'm going to change it. I'm going to get Letterboxd Premium so I can... um change my app yeah mine's about to renew i was just telling harish today how happy i am to pay them for the service um and you can follow the show at tipsy terror on twitter tipsy terror pod at gmail.com tipsy terror.rip tipsy terror.wtf tipsy terror.com tipsy terror.pub and all of those are websites that point to all of our links on letterboxd facebook all of those and anywhere you can download the podcast and that's it i know the movie i know i remember the recommendation yeah we're just gonna squeeze it in the invisible man all right oh, let's go yeah. yes <laughs> wait that's so good thank it's you so good, yeah. thank you very much all right that was my last rec bye bye <laughs>